The 630 Chad Afternoon News with Jaylen Nye and Andrew Gross. Weekdays at 2 on 630 Chad. Christmas at that one right there. Well, let me tell you something. I've been down at the depot now here for about an hour. 63 Chet Santa's Anonymous um, Depot at 12122 68th Street Northwest and exploring all the boxes <laughs> of toys. And if you check out my Twitter account at Jalen Nye, there's tigers and there's lions and there's <laughs> unicorns and there's books and Barbies and dolls. Oh this place is just so special. And I've been down here for the better part of five minutes, and yeah, I can attest to the fact that all those things are here. I can see I've been them showing, from I've our... I'm showing the pictures. <laughs> yeah, because I, because I follow Jayla and I on Twitter. We'd love to have you drop by this afternoon. We're at Santa's Anonymous Depot, uh, 122-122-68 Street, as you just said, Jayla and I. If you're dropping by to say hello, great. If you're dropping by to volunteer, uh, should be aware of the fact that uh, you need to be 16 years of age or older. Go to Santa's Anonymous uh, dot com the website mm-hmm. and uh, pre-register so that you're when you arrive there won't be any delay you just hand them your pre-registration and there'll be a lot of jobs you pick the job you want to do and uh, stay for as long as you want uh, volunteers you might uh, be preparing gifts so at sandisanonymous.ca my apologies uh, you could be preparing gifts for individual children bagging them for specific families sorting toy donations condensing sorted toy bins or putting batteries in toys oh I'd love that job putting batteries in toys and I'm good at well, it well yeah as long as you have your glasses on because well, you have to no, make I need sure my which end goes yeah, in the no, right spot that's a good advice to live by in general <laughs> terms uh, <laughs> but do go to the website sandisanonymous.ca and then uh, if you like head on down you can just come by and say hello to us or Stick around for a time. And again, there's no set amount of time you have to volunteer at Santa's. No, if you want to come in for half an hour, come in for half yep. an hour. If you want to stay here until it closes tonight, you can do that too. That's right. They'll put you to work for as long as you, you know want. You know what I love? You're walking around here and talking to people, and people have been volunteering here for years. Oh. Some maybe it's uh, their first year. Others, like I said, have been coming back year after year after year. Some of these folks received donations when they were a child and have come back to. Because they remember what it was like That's right. to get those toys on, on Christmas Day. And now they're like, you know, and, and we're going to talk to a fellow in just a little bit named Tristan. And he said to me, he says, I just remember how stressed my mom was at Christmas time, just mm-hmm. wondering how she was going to take care of you know, the kids and have had toys for everything. But she said, I remember that year that the toys from Santa's showed up and the stress was gone and she was able to focus on us as a family. Oh, and nice. what a huge difference that made. I can imagine. And I know from talking to the volunteers here and from talking to the people who come every year to deliver and delivery day is coming up uh, it's this December 16th 17th 16th weekend. 17th uh, certainly not too late to register for that as well um, but in talking to the volunteers you're right a lot of people have made Santa's Anonymous a part of their tradition mm-hmm. whether it's going to the store at a certain time like our family does and buying those toys and putting them in a donation box that's our tradition but others uh, their tradition is to come down here on a specific day or come down with a certain group and work the warehouse and the thing is it is and I'm just gonna say it it can feel intimidating if you haven't done it mm-hmm. that what do I do I just show up and and how do I know what I'm supposed to be doing and I know that in the first few years I worked for Chad I, I didn't volunteer to be down on the Ched day because 
I don't I, know what I'm doing. I don't know what I'm doing, and everybody else does. Yeah. And and then I realized after doing it once that they all know how to do it in 15 minutes, and they all do it again and again because they love doing it. It's actually really fun, and if you want a really feel-good feeling, do something unselfish mm-hmm. for a stranger, uh, somebody you'll probably never meet. No, it, it's no. just a great feeling. It uh, and 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 emotional too at times. So it makes you feel good. But as soon as I walked in and I saw these big boxes of toys mm-hmm. and just thought to myself, oh my gosh, the kids get some of these, these, and I've always been a teddy bear. Like, I love teddy bears. Yeah. As soon as I saw this, I was almost you know, welling up, thinking mm-hmm. how that's going to put a smile oh, on I thought some it was kid's because, face. I thought it was because I showed up. No, when I wasn't I get, crying You were wiping you. away tears when yeah, I got no, here. It was, and I, no, it's okay, no, Jay, I'm here. box of toys over there. You know, from another perspective... Softy, man. I know, I know you are. Uh, from another perspective, I find this place really interesting, and I say it every year when oh, I come. Just uh, the process. The how process is Really it's cool. Unreal. Yeah, it's it's a factory, a toy factory of sorts. Mm-hmm. And and aside from you know just the great work that the people here do, and uh, you know aside from how it changes Christmases and lives, like you just mentioned for that one fellow, and I'm sure for many others, just the process is really interesting. Yeah. Just how the toys come in one door, go through uh, an area where they're sorted, and off into uh, another area where mm-hmm. they're put into neighborhoods and bagged and then tagged and the app. And everything. I love this place. And and just think, sixty oh, more than sixty years ago when this first started. I mean, it's it's come a long way. Can you way. imagine? Can yeah. you imagine trying to do that? You know, fifty <laughs> this all of this fifty years ago, and how that how that need has grown and grown over the years. And we're looking at you know twenty five thousand kids yeah. um, uh, on average. But you know that 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 idea that little seed of an idea that popped into Jerry Forbes' mm-hmm. head uh, so many years ago about making sure that no kids go without um, uh, presents at Christmas yep. and just how it's grown because um, I, I think at, at the basic core of it all, it's very simple. It's very simple. It's it's toys going to kids. Yeah, every kid gets a toy Every kid Christmas. gets a, a toy and it's something that a lot of us just simply take for granted. Oh, yeah. Right? I mean, think think about yeah. it when you were a kid, when I was a kid with with our kids, it's like, "Oh, yeah, no there's always going to be toys under the Christmas tree. We don't oftentimes think about it. No, and you know what? I, I thought about this the other day because there was a story we were going to do, but we didn't. Um, and I, I wouldn't recommend doing it today. But the, the overall gist of the story was that you, if you want your, your children, we're not talking mm-hmm. about children in need, but just you know, generally speaking, if you want your children to appreciate Christmas, you actually should give them less gifts and not more mm. because it's all lost in the volume, right? Um, to pick out that one special gift or one or two special gifts instead and I remember my parents and my dad is you know your dad is never much different than you are and as you get older you kind of realize that you're (laughs) a bit of a carbon copy of that guy but he had a very humble uh, beginning Mm -hmm. and he worked his way into a much you know better place and so he I can remember coming down on Christmas uh, from our bedroom five kids in the house and you couldn't get downstairs for all the presents yeah. because it was like wall-to-wall presents yep. and part of the fun was like stepping over them or whatever and one day my mother the war bride um just announced this is ridiculous enough's enough yeah enough's enough yeah. and after years of doing that we each got three presents and we protested and complained in advance of that that um you know that that wasn't fair and whatever but you know what it was great like you, you opened those mm-hmm. one or two presents and played with it all day yeah. instead of putting it aside and getting the next one and you know yeah. and now think about that and then think about a child who doesn't 
get a gift at Christmas, right? I mean, come on. It's uh, when you when you look back. Excuse me. (laughs) Excuse me. When you when you look back on it, and and I can now as an adult remember one Christmas, especially walking down the stairs, and there was it was just Mm -hmm. was stupidness, really. (laughs) Now that you think of it. but also remembering other years when there wasn't near as much, mm-hmm. if anything. And, and I don't know. I, w- I was just a kid, and I've probably not talked to my parents ever about it. But knowing that but and sensing that something was, was different, things weren't as good maybe as the year before or whatever. And now as you kind of move into the, the 2016, 2017, that sort of stuff in our families, and especially with blended families, I'm finding, with divorces and so... Sure. It can be really overwhelming because there's presents coming from, you know, dad and stepmom. There's presents coming from uh, stepdad and mom. There's presents from three or four sets of different <laughs> yeah. grandparents. And that's yeah. what it is like in our house. Uh, and my brother's family has actually had, it's, it's over three days. My brother finally just said enough. It's like, a three-day uh, Christmas enough because exchange? He's, he said, well, first off, it was too much for the kids to do it all in one day. It was just too overwhelming for them. But it's like, no, okay, so it's, you know, dad and stepmom. <laughs> yeah. It's stepmom and, and, you know, dad or whatever, the, the whole breakdown. So my mom, my dad, and, you know, my, my sister-in-law's parents. It's over three days. Like, and how stupid. And, and, and Jeff, my brother's just said, enough. Enough. Yeah. Cut it out. I, I can see that because you don't, you know. And, Jeff's, and Jeff's finally said to me, he says, and, and enough for the presents for me. He said, I don't need anything. Right. You buy me a bottle of tequila and that's good. What do you think about it? I don't want to, you know. He says, we're just we're just switching money back and forth. <laughs> exactly. I don't want to overanalyze like presents, it. But, you know, exactly. But, you know, they say, that, you know, the joy is in the giving and not mm-hmm. in the receiving, right? But oftentimes we give as a result of wanting to, we want the joy of buying a bunch yeah. of extravagant things and uh, whatever, right? Uh, but if you think about, you know, five gifts uh, per child, whatever uh-huh. it is, you're, you know, how about four this year and yeah. one to Santa's? How about yeah, that? Yeah, absolutely. You know? And so you still have the joy of giving, but you're helping out, uh, you know, children in need. <laughs> and and hopefully, you know, those listening to us that don't have children in need at home. But if you do, yeah. hey, we're here for that as yeah, well, right? Absolutely. Go to sandasanonymous.ca and register. It's uh, 2.15 on the 6.30 chat afternoon news. We'll be uh, giving you details uh, throughout the afternoon about what's happening down here at the warehouse. We'll be talking to uh, some folks who have... <laughs> You know, been recipients in the past, some of the volunteers, but we're also going to get some of the news of the day as well. We'll take a quick break here. Oh my goodness. We'll take a quick break here. When we come back, though, we do want to talk with Tristan Adjaman, who was a kid was 11, 12 years old hmm. when his family uh, received that Santa's Anonymous uh, donation from you, from, I'm from interested Edmonton. In that perspective. And I want to hear what it's like now. So quick break here as we continue broadcasting live from the 630 Ched Santa's His hair was shoulder length, his youthful face hid behind an abundance of shaggy beard. Over tight faded blue jeans and an old bulky knit, he had thrown his pride and joy, a sheepskin wrap. It had a hole in the center through which he put his head. It was without arms, fell front and back down past his waist to his mid-thigh, and it was gathered at the waist with a chain. His 68 Chevy moved slowly through the streets. It stopped, then started again, making a U-turn at the corner where the driver gazed through the darkness of the night to view the street markers. He was in unfamiliar territory. The houses were one room frame and most of them were bare of paint. Lights were few and glowed softly behind polythene which substituted for storm windows. Up one side of the deserted street, down the other, then on to the next block the old Chevy made its way. It stopped, 
and the door opened, and the young man with the long hair and the beard and the faded jeans and the sheepskin coat got out on the passenger side and walked to the gate of the house that was a duplicate of all those around it. He walked slowly up the walk, trying to see the house numbers through the dark. He read them. Satisfied that this was the place, he returned to his car, opened the trunk and removed two large brown shopping bags like they use in the supermarkets. turned to the front door of the old house and knocked gently. No answer. He knocked again. Then he heard the sound of children. The door opened, and in a brief second, through the dim light inside, he saw poverty at Christmas time. The floor was bare. Three little children were playing there with an old cardboard box. The kitchen table was covered with tattered oilcloth and was surrounded by four bare wooden chairs. A double bed sat in one corner, sagging but neatly made, and a small electric stove sat against the wall. A young woman, perhaps in her late twenties, but looking tired and older than her years, came to the door, scooping up the smallest child as she did. The other child who had opened the door looked at the stranger outside, then stepped back, glancing quickly at her mother. Good evening, ma'am. These are guests for the little ones from Santa's Anonymous, the young man said. The mother looked a long moment at the long-haired, bearded youth with the outlandish sheepskin jacket. She took the two shopping bags filled with gaily wrapped Christmas gifts. She sat the baby down on the floor again and quickly looked at the bright display of parcels. Her eyes welled up with tears, and she could bring herself to say only an almost inaudible thank you. You're welcome, ma'am, the youth said as he turned to go, and have a very Merry Christmas. And then it happened. Just as his foot hit the top step of the old porch, as the door was about to close behind him, a small child's voice said, Mommy, was that Jesus? It hit Trip Hammer hard, and the young man stopped for the briefest moment. His chin dropped to his chest, and an almost overwhelming emotion swept through him. slowly now to his ancient car, crawled in behind the wheel, sat there for a moment trying to get a deep breath. He wiped a tear off his bearded cheek and drove off into the night. It hadn't happened before. It might not ever happen again. But that small child in that small house on Maple Street gave this strange lad in the sheepskin coat the most beautiful Christmas gift he had ever received. Well, the first time this year that a creature was stirring, playing on 6.30 Chet Afternoon News, so I think it's fair to say it's it's officially Christmas time, Chetville. Yeah. Uh, as we wipe away tears, we know that you are doing the same thing. A couple of texts coming in. You guys better never redo this. Nothing will be as impactful as this recording. It's almost an event on its own. True. And this one saying, every year brings a tear to my eye. I, I bet myself each time. You wouldn't cry. <laughs> 
It's, it's just such a great just, story. We just need some Kleenex on the, mm-hmm. on, on the desk here. I want to welcome uh, to the 630 Chet Afternoon News uh, our first special guest this afternoon. Hi. It's uh, Tristan Adjaman. Adjaman, yes. Adjaman, all right. Tristan, when we were talking, you're volunteering for the first time this year at Santa's Anonymous. Yes. But when you were a kid, your family was a recipient of toys. Yes, they were, yeah. No. Tell us about that. How old were you? I was, uh, I was 12 years old, and... Uh, I remember growing up, my mom worked two jobs to put food and uh, clothes on her back and keep the roof over her head. And uh, this one Christmas season, she was going through a particularly tough time, and I saw the stress, the stress that caused her. Uh, I remember one day going into her bedroom and seeing this black bag and shuffling through it, through it, and uh, digging through. I saw the toys, and then at the bottom of the bag, I saw a note saying uh, "Gifts from Santa's Anonymous," and. Uh, at that time, what I've at that time what I focused on was their gifts, right? And but what it meant to me is that uh, strangers care, mm-hmm. and uh, what I can do is give back. And after I, I closed the bag back up and I put it back in the corner, and she never knew I saw the bag and uh, or opened the bag up. But uh, after that, I seen her a lot relieved that the bag was there. So, you know, so the stress was taken off her. The stress was taken off her, yeah. Exactly. And so that must have been great for you and, and your your brothers and sisters? Yeah, no, every, yeah, it was great for my brothers and sisters. We had a great Christmas that year, you know, uh, all due to Santa's Anonymous. It's a great organization, and I support it fully. So hey, mom was did, able to focus on you. Mom was able to focus on us, you know, give us more attention instead of focusing and worrying on them going out and scrounging up for gifts and stuff like that. Did you understand what was going on at that time in your life? You just, you said you knew your mother was under stress. Did you understand why she was under stress, the impact of that stress, how it might change your Christmas? I didn't understand it fully, but now that I, when I grew up, I I look back and I always reflect on that story and I understood and and now I understand exactly the stress it can cause and you know that's one that's I, one I, sorry go ahead no i want to ask it because it's an interesting perspective because you are a previous recipient so to you santa's anonymous all these years was that black bag yeah but, but now you walk in and see <laughs> this warehouse yeah exactly i mean is that an eye-opening experience it is eye-opening it is, it's it's eye-opening experience like um to see all these people come out and give their time just to help another family you know it, it gives me faith in that humans are a great species like we were awesome so what was it that this year after all of these years this year was the reason why you said i'm going to come back down here and i'm going to i'm going to beg the gifts you know i was i was i was listening to uh tony robbins one day and you know he's a great uh, motivational speaker and he was uh he was telling a story about uh, him and his family going through the same kind of thing and i'm like and it, it made me it brought this memory back and brought and made me reflect and i'm like you know what I have an obligation to come and and do this, you know, after all these years. So, and I'm, go ahead. (laughs) We keep cutting each other (laughs) off. (laughs) No, and I'm going to keep doing it continually every year. Now, you're getting some help um, from some of your coworkers. You've you've kind of rallied the troops? Yeah, no, yeah, I rallied the troops up. I used to work at uh, Earl's South Edmonton Common and uh, Montana's South Edmonton Common. I uh, went there and I asked them if I could put up this, the post, I made a poster of my story and asked them, saying I'm volunteering. And the response was great. You know, they took the boxes in, and I'm going tomorrow to pick up the toys. So I'm going to be bringing them in tomorrow. And uh, also, I took it upon myself to go on Facebook, actually, and ask any families if they do need help. Uh, Like... It's luckily I got two, I got two families, so I'm going out and buying gifts for them personally. So wonderful! I tell you what, you should try the uh, delivery day. 
You know, I was thinking about that actually, yeah. Andrew. Yeah, no, no. You would love it. I, I, you know what? I was actually thinking about that. I'm like, you know what? Seeing those families and seeing the joy that me bringing those gifts to yep. them would make. So, no, I think I might Tristan, have to do before that. we go, um, is there one thing, like just one thing you want the folks that are, are listening to your, uh, excuse me, your story to know about Santa's Anonymous and the difference it made for your family that year? I just want them to know that, you know, everybody goes through tough times. It's not... Uh, it's not due to this or that. It, it it hits everybody. So just strangers care. That's my thing. Like strangers do care, and like if everybody has that, like everybody keeps that in their head, you know, the world would be a better place at the end of the day. Good word. Wouldn't the world be a better place? Yeah, nicely Tristan Benjamin, thank you so much. Volunteering um, this year after receiving toys when he was 12 years old. 12 I'm guessing that old. was about uh, 10, 15 years ago. Yeah, around that. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> we'll continue the conversation on the 6.30 Chet Afternoon News live, broadcasting live from the Santa's Anonymous Warehouse. Stick around. Engaging conversation with Jalen Nye and Andrew Gross. Breaking news with Eileen Bell and sports with Morley Scott. This is the Afternoon News on 630 Chad, Edmonton's breaking news and conversation station. Hey, it's 2.35 as we continue our live broadcast from the 6.30 Ched Santa's Anonymous Warehouse. If you're following me or Andrew on Twitter, you can see uh, all sorts of pictures and uh, some of the fun that we're having down here. It is drop-in day, so if you're sitting at home maybe and you're having a cup of coffee and thinking, I've got nothing to do for an hour, come on by. Yeah. Come on by. The address is easy, right off the Yellowhead. That's right. 12122 68th Street Northwest. Well, everything in Edmonton's Northwest, North. right? Uh, basically, head down 75. Uh, get past uh, the old Rexall there and uh, turn right past, um, what's the music place? Axe. Axe Music. Or um, Hende yep. to the Yellowhead sure. to 68th. It's really, really easy. Lots of stuff going on here. We can always use your, your help. Big thanks to Tristan who just uh, shared his story, yeah, great story. Uh, with us. And it was great to meet him and talk to him. Um, we'll be talking with more folks who are busy down here. A reminder, the show's done at 5.30. Today we're making way for the City Ford Face-Off show. We're taking on. Uh, the Toronto Maple Leafs. We're hosting them here in Edmonton. Austin oh, Matthews. Austin and remember, Matthews, Connor McDavid. Uh, you know, the bigger matchup is... Uh, and goalie? <laughs> no. Oh, well, we're out. Uh, Ta- Cam Talbot out with a upper body tweak. Yeah. I think that's a new one uh, for at least a couple of weeks. So uh, LB will be in nets. Uh, but who's the guy? Is it Kadri? I want to say? Um, that's the more interesting matchup. I know everybody sort of says it's Connor McDavid mm. and, uh, Austin. and Austin Matthews, but do you recall the last season when we played Toronto? Yes. There was this guy who just hung off Connor McDavid. Yes, back. I do remember that's that. That's the guy. So that'll be the interesting matchup oh tonight and All what right. the Oilers are prepared to do about it. Now, we do have a pair of Diana Krall tickets that oh. we're going to try to remember to okay. get to today. If yes. not, uh, Brenton will have a couple pairs tomorrow to give away. Both uh, Andrew is away tomorrow heading off to right. Dawson Creek. Dawson Creek. Creek, don't mean to brag. But and yeah. I'm off tomorrow. I um, I have a funeral to go to. Oh, so I'm anyway, sorry to hear that. no, that's a, it's okay. So we're going to uh, take care of uh, some business there. Now, yes, we I do want to talk to s- about some other stories. Happening. Exactly. We are here at Santa's all afternoon until uh, five thirty, but we do want to do some other stories, and there's some good ones, and and good, I guess, by my perspective, because just <laughs> ones that made me either what? laugh out loud or go what. Uh, but this was one that I just loved. It's uh, out of Calgary, and it has to do with the uh, art scene down in Calgary, the public arts scene, and you know. 
know you've heard over the years uh, various accounts of some, uh, well, shall we call them stumbles by the uh, Calgary Arts Council? Well, yeah, I'm going to say that this one is a big <laughs> stumble is, by the artist, too. This is My a huge goodness one. gracious. Uh, not a huge financially, but huge just oh, in terms of stumble. A $20,000 $20, paycheck. Come on. So here's what happened. And you know art is in the eye of the beholder, and we make fun of our talus ball sometimes up here. But this one. Talus dome, I love it. Yeah, exactly. This one almost falls in the category of uh, what? Uh, theft by deception. Yeah. So here's what happened. So an artist got hired um, for a display at the 4th Street underpass in downtown Calgary. Mm-hmm. This is about two years ago. And he was awarded $20,000 for his concept. And his concept was that he was going to take pictures of individuals from Calgary that used the underpass. Now, they didn't have to be Calgarians, but it was supposed to be just random strangers. He originally told Avenue Magazine, quote, that he chose the 20 people at random from the pedestrians he met at the underpass. A very important fact. Remember what Jay just said. 20 people at random that he met at the underpass. Okay. Uh Now, what he had done was he put up all these pictures. He blurred them out quite a bit. uh, And then there was words and messages uh, written over their faces. But you could still see in Uh a sort of a blurry fashion who they were. And that was two years ago. Now, it was never meant to be permanent. Uh, There's construction work going on. Uh, So eventually, 20,000... And by the way, that's an aside, but you spent $20,000 on something that wasn't permanent? Okay. Um, But anyway, (laughs) (laughs) I suppose we drop that kind of thing on a car, but you want to get at least five years out of it, not two. So one day, somebody was uh, through the underpass and took a look, and it was only a matter of time before this happened, and recognized one of the pictures. But they recognized it as an individual who couldn't possibly have gone under the 4th Street underpass because it was a British comedian. And they went on Twitter and tweeted out, hey, Uh am I crazy or is this so-and-so. So comedians in England started retweeting it and passing it around and that spread, as the internet does virally, back to Canada again, where Canadian comedians started texting each other going, well, you know what? And it became a game among Canadian comedians and British to identify the Who pictures. Was on there. Yeah. And it turns out all of them were British comedians. And all of so them. So here's the question, Andrew. Mm-hmm. Where in the world would all of these comedians been at the same place where their pictures would be? Great question. So that's what started to happen is people asked that question. Well, why this collection? What do they have all in common other than they're all British mm-hmm. comedians? And finally, somebody said, well, let's look at the Edinburgh Comedy Festival. It's the biggest comedy the festival Fringe in festival England. Gone, yeah, yeah. It, yeah, it's the Edmonton, or it's the uh, uh, Edinburgh Fringe Festival, mm-hmm. but it's a huge, a yep. component of it's a huge comedy festival. And most comedians don't feel as though they've actually arrived until they've played it at least once. So... They started, comedians started looking into it, and they found that, oh, wouldn't you know it, not only had they all appeared at that festival, which you might expect British comics would have, they all appeared in the same year. The only year in which they all appeared was 2015, and they were all together in their handout, in the flyer, in the program. In the, in the program. guidebook, you know, the program that you'd pick up. Right, so he got called on it, and the guy's explanation right away was, well, wait a second, I thought it was public domain because it was something they were handing out, so I assumed the pictures were available, public domain. Didn't know it was copyrighted material. I had no idea. That, but that's not the point. That's not the point, because two years earlier, as you said, he told the city of Edmonton and he told Avenue Magazine that he chose the 20 people at random from pedestrians he met 
meth at the underpass. And I can assure you, there were not 20 British comedians who all appeared at the 2015 Edinburgh Fringe Festival collectively walking through that underpass. So he grabbed $20,000, and for that money, they got a guy who went online, yeah. found a flyer, reproduced the pictures, blurred them, and stuck them on a wall. 20000 20 nice, nice payday, buddy. Right. Now, the city's taken all the pictures down, and they've talked to the artist, but there's no word on them recovering their money. And I'll tell you right now, they won't recover their money. They won't even try, because that's just... I don't, not our yeah. arts council, but that's how arts councils work. They throw money at public art and think about all those public art pieces in Calgary oh. that aren't even on display. You're like, remember like poking that? poking the hornet's nest, buddy. You remember that big ball? Do you remember the big ball? The ball or the big circle. Yeah, it was a big circle and it was, and listen, I'm not even talking about that collection of rusty girders that was alongside the... Deerfoot or whatever it was. There's this 2002, 2012 wishing well. If you don't know about this, you should. No members of the public can ever see it. It cost $559,000. It was a giant shiny orb that appears to be split. But they put it in storage three years ago because the uh, because the the sun would reflect off the spe- off the sphere, and it actually burned a hole in a woman's jacket. <laughs> oh <laughs> so my gosh. Yeah, how'd you like? You know, it's like that could be a new reality show when artwork attacks. Oh, or can you imagine? If, you know, there was cars going by. Oh, I know exactly, and you know, burned. You know what it's like to use uh, lasers on pilots. Yes. Well, this is worse. Uh, so they just put it in storage and it's been in storage ever since and how long ago is that three years one of ago the, one of the uh the gals oh, that, no, sorry, uh, five years ago that found this and, and pointed it out she's like yeah no that's okay but you know what calgary send me one of your white cowboy hats <laughs> <laughs> that's all good yeah but it was funny because i remember seeing this kind of a, it started on twitter and it could start to see and it's like oh started my god momentum and right? she just said okay you guys you know what's about to get real here, yeah. and then it just started. It was fascinating. It to, was fascinating to watch. To watch, watch because I literally yeah. saw with the time difference. It was like early in the morning, yep. and I saw the first tweet, and it just caught my attention. Mm-hmm. And then in the morning, uh, later on in the morning, I checked the tweet, and you know the replies were coming in, and British comics were getting involved, and then comics that I follow mm-hmm. were starting to comment on it. And I thought, oh, she's right. It's getting real for sure. Oh my goodness. Okay, it's. 2.45 on the 6.30 Chet Afternoon News, the Thursday edition. I hope you're having a fantastic day. It's a gorgeous, gorgeous afternoon. Now, I don't know about what it's like at your place. It's supposed to go up to a high of 7 this yeah. afternoon. What's the road in front of your place like? It was a skating rink. Pure skating I was rink absolutely, right I was so surprised. It must be, of course, the ice is yeah. melting, right? But, yeah, I took the corner. Um, you just two doors down yep. from my house and my car slid sideways. The kid came over this afternoon. He lives out in Sherwood Park and get a text and it says, how do you guys leave the house when the road is pure ice? <laughs> Carefully. Yeah, and you have to have to be really, so heads up on that and hey, if you have some sand or whatever it is that you're putting on your walkway and your sidewalk, uh, keep that in mind uh, to help everybody out here and Hey, City of Edmonton, come on down to uh, the southwest end and put some sand on all the streets. It's craziness. There you go. A uh, quick break here as we continue. To- Afternoon news. We're down at uh, Santa's Anonymous Depot, 12122 68th Street. We'd love to have you drop by, say hello, and volunteer. 
SantasAnonymous.ca. If you're you if go. you're checking things out, I know a number of you texted in and said, and you can still text us by the way at six thirty six thirty. We have everything set up here, um, and uh, wondering where where can I hear that version of that that story that I you just played. I don't know the answer to that. Well, I do. Okay. SantasAnonymous.ca. There you go. Go over to the to the um, to the menu bar. Mm-hmm. To the menu bar. We'll find you at the bar. Um, just go over to the bar and uh, the bar, sorry, the menu. <laughs> distracted me. I, what the? Click on menu and then just go down to uh, galleries and click on video. Okay. And actually, it's it says video, but the whole story is right there if you want to hear it again. Nice. Or, of course, you could just remember what time we played it today and go to the vault on 630chat.com and play it from there as well. Our podcast. Yeah. There's a lot of There's different ways, of ways to now that figure I think out about what it. we're doing. Uh, hey, got another one for you. Sort of uh, odd one uh, about the Fort uh, McMurray RCMP Facebook page. <laughs> um, it's not real. It's been taken down. But apparently this Facebook page popped up in the last few days purporting to be the Fort McMurray RCMP, uh, uh, Wood Buffalo RCMP. Can I just say... Yeah, that, by the way, they're Wood Buffalo, not Fort McMurray, which should be your first sign that something's wrong. But what were you going to say? How do they think they're going to get away with it? I don't know. That's the thing. Because you know what? That's the other side. So listen, we should probably just... Tell the story. Yeah, the overview is this. So they, the, somebody uh, creates this Fort McMurray RCMP. And I've learned over the years in dealing with Fort McMurray that anytime you deal with their city council, their RCMP, their anything, it's always Wood Buffalo. So like I say, that should have been the first clue something was wrong. Um, but they started reaching out, asking people to communicate with them with false messages. Here's an example of one. Uh, and again, it's got the RCMP logo and Fort McMurray RCMP, it says. Be careful, all drug users and normal youths in Fort McMurray. And it, normal youths? Youths. Yeah, I wanted to say youths, but... Uh, youths? Youths, yeah, in Fort McMurray. It appears there are some drug dealers selling bad cocaine. I mean, dot, dot, dot. Who would do that? LMS, if you think this is wrong, that stands for like my status. I was going to say, yeah. Uh, comment your address if you would like us to come test your cocaine <laughs> before you snort it. Or mm. message us your drug dealer's name and phone number and we'll ask him for you. So, oh, Okay, that almost sounds like one of those cheeky statuses that you see it, that some uh, police uh It does sort of sound out, like that. But... But uh, it's against the law to impersonate a police officer. And it doesn't matter if it's on social media, in person, on the phone. It's a criminal offense. And Facebook has taken the post. They've collapsed the account. All the posts are gone. And RCMP are asking for your assistance if you can provide any information as to who might have put the site up in the first place. My take on it is probably somebody, and I don't want to put an age to it because, you know, Idiots come in all ages. Somebody thought it would be really funny, and they wanted to put up some cheeky posts. And But you have to consider that you, even if you think you're doing something anonymously, and even though it's on the Internet, you still have to be aware of of whether or not what you're doing is a criminal activity. Like like yesterday, we talked about that, that uh, social media site, the two guys who like to bear their butts uh, all around the world and put it up on Instagram, and they may spend five years in jail mm-hmm. in Thailand as mm-hmm. a result of it. But in this case, who thought it was a good idea to impersonate a police officer? Nobody well, here's thought the thing. that through? Yeah, but here's the thing. We've, we've seen that even in the past year in the city, the past year and a half, there was a guy that was pulling over people on the head Yeah, page. that's right. That? Yeah, yeah. And there was another story not too long ago. Um, well, there was, yeah, wasn't there a guy, and it was in Alberta somewhere, who 
he told his friends that he was a police officer. Yeah, he, got, he made a whole, yeah, He had broken into a detachment and stolen some uniforms. Um, he had equipped his car to look like a uh, police uh, cruiser. He, he, he got caught as well. And I'll tell you right now, do I need to tell you this? Was this in Florida? No, it was Florida. Yeah, Florida. yeah exactly. Sorry. Wood yeah. Buffalo. Um, if I don't, I shouldn't probably need to tell you this. There is no such thing as anonymity on the internet. There is no such They'll thing. They'll track you down. They'll always track you down. And deleting does nothing. You can delete the account. Facebook can wipe the account out. You can delete emails. You can... You can take your computer, crush it with a backhoe, and send the parts to 15 different places in the world. They'll still track you down because it's the Internet. It lives forever. And by the way, if you ever doubt that for a second, uh, you can Google last page of the Internet or there's another site. I can't remember what it was, uh, what it is. I'll try and find it before the show's over where you can look at websites that haven't existed in, in years. 15, 20 years. I've looked at my own. <laughs> <laughs> and it brought up my first ever website, complete, at from, six thir- from 15 years ago. At 630, 6.30, ha idiots come in all ages. I'm going to put that on a T-shirt. Uh, a break here for the 3 o'clock news. Eileen Bell coming straight up. The 6.30 Chad Afternoon News with Jaylen Nye and Andrew Gross. Weekdays at 2 on 6.30 Chad.